do you think Hal understands the fan base's concerns or cares in the end changes are up to him? Stacey, I'm going to go ahead and let you take this one. Um, <laughs> do you think Hal understands? You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias, and with me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granato. Steve, what's going on? Hey, happy Friday, everybody. New series starting up this weekend in Miami. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later on, talk about the pitching situation and, uh, you know, baseball stuff. We have plenty of baseball stuff today. That's almost like this is a baseball show or something. Stacey, <laughs> we have a whole bunch of questions to get to here for our fan mail Friday. Thanks to the off day, we can dedicate almost the entirety of this episode to a whole bunch of them. So let's jump right into the ones from our subtexters. If you want to skip the line for fan mail Friday and guarantee answers to your questions, all you got to do is sign up for subtext. You get a 14 day free trial. If you have that burning question, you could do that for next week. Uh, and uh, again, that's in the episode description. So these Got a bunch of them from our subtexters this week, Stacey. This was first one is coming from Eric. Eric asks, do you think Hal understands the fan base's concerns or cares? In the end, changes are up to him. Stacey, I'm going to go ahead and let you take this one. Um, <laughs> do you think Hal understands slash cares? I, I guess you can take that in two different parts. Let's start with, do you think he understands where the fan base is coming at? I think so. I think he understands. He understands he's dealing with people who are sick and tired of what's going on because he knows that Yankee fans are very impatient. I mean, I'm one of them. Um, and does he care? It doesn't seem like he does. I mean, you know, that quote from him in June where he's like, it's only the third week in June. Why is everyone freaking out? It's like, because they can see the direction that this team is going in and you guys aren't doing anything to help. And I don't know. I mean, you know, we we had spoken before the show. He doesn't need to stay up at night thinking about Yankee fans concerns, but he should show a little bit of something to let Yankee fans know that he is, you know, trying to make the team better. That's all they want. Yeah, I think it's a balancing act as a as a GM and any front office member. Obviously, your number one concern should be putting a winning product on the field always. Um, I don't think you should let the fan base dictate moves because right. of that. Right. Uh, I think you need to have a level head of understanding where your fan base is at, trying to make them happy, but ultimately just trying to do the right thing. Um, so like you said, you shouldn't be thinking about it 24 <laughs> seven, um, yeah. but you don't dismiss your fan base. Um, it could be up for debate whether he has done that or not. I'm not going to jump into that water at all. Hmm. Um, I'm with you where he understands, cares. I'm not going to get in his mind. But yeah, that's funny that you pointed out that June quote because I was also going to point out that June quote <laughs> of, why are they so upset? It's like, because you can see the writing on the wall right now. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, Look, every time anyone speaks ever, it's going to be taken out of context because that's just how it is. Um, so I'm not putting all the stock in the world to every quote that he's ever said and every word that he's ever said, like some people will. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's a fair question. I think it's a fair question. Mm -hmm. um, I already know. I'm not even going to ask for comments down below because I already know you guys are going to let me know how you feel about that one. 
it it is curious um and uh boy we already know how you feel about firing people because <laughs> it's in our comments every single day mm -hmm. and everyone's comments every single day yeah. uh thank you eric for your question we have more again here on the show this one coming from sean thoughts on a five-man rotation with nestor cole schmidt vasquez and burrito with no sevi in the bullpen can we make it for the rest of the season with that i guess if rodon comes back we could option burrito or vasquez doesn't sound like great options um yeah, there's there's movement that has to be done there. Um, I don't necessarily disagree, but I think with the way that the Yankees are trying to be all in, that doesn't mm. seem likely. Right. Yeah, that's not an all in move. But as we said on yesterday's show, I don't see this team going anywhere. So you might actually see this at some point when it's kind of at the point where they're like, all right, there's no chance we're going to make the playoffs. So yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, we did the math of it yesterday. I, I think to your point, Sean, I think this is the right move. I think it would be right to get Brito and Vasquez there if you think they're part of your future. And again, I've kind of talked about it. I think I talked about it on Monday's show of just seeing what you have for 2024. Let these guys get some major league time to see what you have. Um, and that kind of helps your free agent strategy in the offseason. Just seeing how these guys play in the majors and you know it, it just it's just more information so i think it's the right move will it happen i don't know thank you sean for your question this one's coming from betty kind of on the same vein uh is there any possible way to dfa severino and bring up some young guns young guns from the farm system uh i don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to, to dfa sevy i think it would solve a lot of yankees issues uh or questions maybe not solve issues but solve the questions get the answers to the questions um and free up you know a 40-man spot they could do something with that um, Stacy, do you think that Savvy's going to DFA this season? Oof, I don't. I don't. I honestly, I have no idea. I would be shocked if it happened, just from a Yankee standpoint. But I wouldn't be that surprised just because of the way he's been pitching. Yeah. If that makes sense, like I feel like it could possibly happen, but I would still be really shocked if they actually did that. If you see that happen, I feel like that's a proverbial white flag a little bit. Yeah. Just, just because of what else that means, especially if Rodon's still hurt, like that means a lot of things. That means that they are gonna call up Brito Vasquez at the same time, right? mm -hmm. and they are in <laughs> rotation at that point. So yeah. essentially, I know Clark Schmidt's not technically a rookie, but that's like three fifths of your rotation is essentially a rookie, mm. which is a far cry from where we thought we'd be in spring. Uh, thank you, Betty. You've been one of the best subtexters. <laughs> yes, we love you, Betty. Uh, been there since I believe day one. Uh, this one's coming from Jay Stacy. Just a thought. Really hate to say this, but maybe it's better if the Yankees finish in last place in the division. So maybe they make some changes before next year. I realize Boone 2.0 would be hired, but maybe the new manager would hold the team more accountable. Your thoughts. Thank you, Jay, for your question. Stacy, is it better for the Yankees to lose at this point? Franchise. Yeah. I, yes. Franchise wise. Yeah. I, I think so. Yes. Because if they don't, if they squeak into the playoffs, if they somehow win a division series, or if they somehow win a wild card series, they're not going to make any major changes. And I feel like the only way that they can make major changes is if they don't make the playoffs and if they finish completely the opposite of what they had hoped for in 2023. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, again, you're, you're thinking about the future of the franchise. 
there's some young promising prospects. Not all of them are in AAA, uh, and not all of them fill um, fill immediate needs. That's mm -hmm. the weird part. Is you know, you had the arms, you traded them last season. Um, but I mean, there there are some you know, Drew Thorpe's exciting, Clayton Beater's exciting, Will Warren's exciting. Like there are some exciting arms. Um, you just you need the guys who are there right now to produce and they just haven't been i think that's the toughest pill to swallow is you sign guys anticipating they're going to produce and they haven't and that's you know I, i'm looking at anthony rizzo like that's just like so bizarre it's so bizarre especially considering how his season started but yeah we can we can talk about that another day that'll that'll be a topic for the off season that's for sure uh oh, yeah. speaking of the off season one more here in this first segment stacy this is coming from angelino uh stacy would you listen to Drake all baseball offseason if it means the Yankees win the 2023 World Series? We talked about uh, this, what was it, two days ago? <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the, the yes TikTok of uh, Yankees players' favorite hip-hop artists, and there were a lot of Drake answers. Stacey, you are dressed for the occasion of this question. I am dressed for the occasion, and no, no, I would save my ears all offseason. I don't care. The Yankees, I'm sorry, but no, I'm not sacrificing my eardrums for the Yankees. Maybe this is, again, <laughs> a, another off-season question. Because, like, <laughs> man, like, I feel like you could go off for, like, six minutes on this one. So, Oh, I totally could. Yeah, I totally could. <laughs> I'll say this. I don't hate Drake. I don't listen to him regularly. Uh, I maybe did in college when he was, like, kind of starting to burst onto the scene. But... Mm -hmm. It's not my go-to. I've been I've been really into Kendrick lately. Uh, I've always been into J Cole, so you know I I have my artists that I that I jump to, and uh, I'm more of a rock guy, honestly. So, oh, it's not, I, yeah. yeah, maybe we don't talk I about mean, music on the up, show very often. I grew up on you know '80s and '90s hip hop, so East Coast, West Coast. I liked both. I wasn't part of that, you know, where you either listened, not either listened, but it was just that more thing was for real back in the '90s. Obviously, with yeah. Biggie and Tupac and all that stuff. But I love hip hop, like really old school '90s. Dr. Dre, Snoop, Tupac, all those guys. Like just yes, sure. and I just don't like Drake. I, I never really did, <laughs> and I'm I'm sorry. I just don't understand why he's so popular. He's prolific in his writing skills, but I just don't understand the popularity. Old man yells at cloud. Yeah, uh, it's basically get off my lawn. That's that's basically it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, hey, look. Not everybody's for everybody. That's how it is. Mm -hmm. for me. Um, thank you to our subtexters. We have more subtext questions again. If you want to skip the line for Fan Mail Friday and guarantee answers to your questions on Fan Mail Friday, either in text form or on the show, you can sign up for subtext. The episode description has all the information. We have more questions when we come back. Want the chance to win more money with fewer picks? Head to Sleeper where you can win up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks. Sleeper is a fantasy sports and real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming. 
Sleeper has become the fastest organically growing fantasy platform in the world with over 5 million active users. At Sleeper, it's not just about sports. It's about building personal connections and lasting memories. I'm Stace Face 826 over there, so connect with me if you can. With Sleeper, predict the hottest baseball stats like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and much more to cash in on your daily fantasy baseball skills. Entries can be made in 30 seconds or less. It's that easy. Download Sleeper in your app store and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply, and you can see their terms of use for details. Sleeper is currently operational in over 30 states, so check out Sleeper today. Back now on Locked On Yankees. Don't forget the series in Miami starts tonight. So you can listen to the whole series and the entire season on SiriusXM. Download the SiriusXM app today and search Yankees. And also to the everydayers out there, don't forget coming up on Friday, rather Monday, it is Friday. On Monday, it's Miners <laughs> Monday. We're checking back in on the minor leagues, tell you about some of the top performers and just, you know, talk minor league baseball you know i love talking minor league baseball so that's coming up on monday's show so make sure to subscribe if you haven't already thanks for sticking around here for the second segment we have a whole bunch of more questions coming your way stacy this next one is coming from subtexter Josue. if you guys were named yankees gm for one day tomorrow what possible moves or changes would you make to make a push for the post season thank you Josue, for your question here's the thing you're asking this question about 11 days too late. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> asked like... it on August 7th, so eight yeah. days too late by the time you <laughs> asked it. We're answering it 11 days too late. The chance to make the push for the postseason in 2023 was at the deadline. Yeah. And yeah. obviously, <laughs> any changes they could have made or what we could have possibly done then, it would have been before the trade deadline. So, Yeah, and it might have been um, – being honest with yourself and maybe going after a Mike Moustakis, yeah. uh, maybe while going earlier, well before the deadline, before the Cubs went on that streak and getting Bellinger mm -hmm. and maybe pushing for Giolito or for at this point, Lorenzen. I know <laughs> like Michael <laughs> Lorenzen. Like I, I, I love that guy. Weirdly enough, I went to school with him. Uh, he has no idea I exist, but we went to school together uh, at Cal State Fullerton, and uh, yeah, very fond memories of of watching him, perhaps with a drink or two in my hand, um, and watching Michael Lorenzen jog in from center field to close out games for the Titans. Uh, nice. Loved that guy and have rooted for him his entire career. I've always been a massive Michael Lorenzen fan. Great guy. Just a great dude. Um, but yeah, maybe getting him, and he would have thrown you a no-hitter the other day. Throwing that out there. Yeah, too late. It's too late. There's not much... Trey Mancini, second to change the team, probably not. No, mm -mm. probably not. Like nope. Trey Mancini, I, I do like him, but yeah, there's just not much out there. Mm -mm. Thank you, Josue, for your question. This one's coming from Juan. Where do you see this franchise in 2024, players wise? What kind of lineup can the team field next season and be competitive? Because of the aging and often injured, unathletic players we have on this lineup. Man, those are some harsh words, Juan. Coming in <laughs> hot. Um, yeah. Stacy, 2024, kind of detailed it out already. There's not a ton of big, big names, save Shohei. I think the Yankees do consider making a move at him. I think it would be 
just PR wise crazy if they didn't and it came out that they didn't make a play for Shohei. Um, yeah. Oh no, it'll be the usual. We tried. We did try, <laughs> you know, someone bid higher than us. We're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like Brito's a part of the rotation next season. I feel like as uh, so long as he pitches fine, whenever he gets uh, inevitably called back up this year, um, he's kind of been the Ryan Weber. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he has. The 2022 Ryan Weber. Um maybe Everson Pereira, maybe. That's 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 a stretch so long as they don't get anything in the offseason. I mean, if Peraz is not here next year. What's what are we what's going on? Right. Like what are you doing? <laughs> Cuz there's no Donaldson. Right. There's no Donaldson, there's no IKF. So, what's the excuse if Oswald's not up? Mm-hmm. there's no excuse uh yeah i don't know as far again as free agents there's just really not a ton out like it's by comparison to last off season like this is a pretty weak off season especially the bigger ones have a lot of them have like mutual options player options club options like that so it's not 100 percent what the free agent landscape is going to be this off season so it's tough it's tough yeah thank you Juan, for your question this next one's coming from john in the yankees farm system do you think there are any real promising prospects that could join the Yankees in 2024 to make it a better year than 2023? I mean, what have the Yankees got to lose than to get a few young, hungry players? Thank you, John, for your question. <sighs> Again, like there's a lot of guys, there's a lot of double A guys, a yeah, lot right. of double A guys. So it's it's kind of hard to earmark them for making the club. Again, I think we just kind of answered it in a roundabout way. Peraza. I think again, there's just no way Peraza doesn't make it next year. It's just, it's just there doesn't seem any logical explanation to why he's not on the team next year. Right. Yeah, it does feel like some of those guys are probably more 2025, six, depending on who it is. Maybe like 2024. I don't know. I mean, oh, it could actually. There could be a chance that 2024 would be worse than 2023 at big league league level because there's really not much they can do to change yeah, things. In, yeah. That, that <laughs> I think is a fair assessment. Um, yeah. I, I mean, cause we talked a lot about Warren beater, Boyle Spence. Um, obviously there's a ranking of those guys in, in my head and in the organization's head. I don't see Austin Wells being a part of the club in 2024, unless there's injuries just cause it's kind of a log jam. Trevino Higgy with their current contracts. I don't think they could not be DFA next year. Um, if they continue on the path that they've had been this year, I don't foresee, I don't see that as not likely. Right. Um, but that's still taking a flyer. If you're cleaning house and going Rort vet and Austin Wells. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough because like a lot of these guys aren't like jump off the page at this point. Mm hmm. So, a lot of these guys I feel like could be a part of the franchise next season, especially if they're clearing some 40 man space, um, which they will obviously end up doing with Donaldson, IKF, potentially Bader, things like that. So yeah, I think it's a lot of the names that you've already heard. A lot of yeah. the names you've already heard. I don't think there's a, a diamond in the rough here, save like Andre Shaparo, right? 
big Andres Shaparo guy. Thank you, John, for your <laughs> question. Those are all our subtexters questions. We really appreciate it. Now we're going to jump to our YouTube viewers. We have a couple of more here for you guys. This one's coming from Brian Barrett, 732, asking us, out of the expiring contracts, who do you think has the best chance to come back on a deal? Sevi, Wandy, Bader, or IKF? I'm sure there's more I'm forgetting. Thank you, Brian, for your question. Stacy. I think the easy answer here is I think it's Bader. I was going to say IKF. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. The the world would burn to the ground, Stacey. Mm -hmm. I know. But why do I feel like that's it? I was thinking Bader or IKF for some reason. I don't know. Sevy's a no-go. No, definitely not. It's over. Mm -hmm. It's over. Even if he has, like, a good rest of the season, it's over. He's I, – I... So far gone. I've, it pains to say, but we've been saying it for months. Yeah, it's it's really sad to say. It is. Um, yeah, I think Bader. I think Bader because the Yankees, again, don't have necessarily a, a, a bona fide center fielder. True. Yeah. Um, you know, it's the whole staying healthy with him thing because, you know, he's good for a good, um, you know, hit when needed. And his defense is spectacular. I mean, he's one of the better center fielders that they've had in the last 15, 20 years. You know, watching him play defense is a pleasure. I wouldn't mind them bringing him back. Yeah, I think it's also a short contract. Right. No, it, they, they're not going to sign him for like... Especially if they believe in Jason Dominguez. Yeah, they're not going to sign him for like six years. It might be like a two. Two. Maybe. Two with yeah. an option or something like that. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's what I anticipate. Uh, let us know how you're feeling about that one down below. Um, Stacey, we're kind of running out of time, so I'm going to get to one more here. This is coming from Mike Rotunda6264. What is Stacey and Steve's position on UFOs, and what do you think they are? <laughs> this is just a fun one. We get, you know, we talk a lot about baseball here. Let's change change the pace. Stacey, your thoughts on UFOs quickly. I think it would be very selfish of humans to think that our planet is the only one that has some sort of life form on it. The universe is infinite. There's so much stuff out there and who knows what is out there. Like I'm kind of disappointed that we probably won't find out for sure until we're long gone that there's something else out there because I was always so fascinated with UFOs and aliens and stuff when I was a kid. But um, there's definitely something out there. There has to be. There's no way we're the only ones in the universe. My stance on extraterrestrial life has always, well, not always been, last like 10 years, um, has been that life on other planets and other universes, whatever, whatever the galaxy, other galaxies rather, uh, is more likely not as fun as you think. Not right. as fun as lasers <laughs> and ships. It's probably more microbial life and more right. single cell organisms, things like that. Uh, yeah. Like that's probably, uh, you can go as far crazy as being like things that are more paranormal. You can go mm -hmm. in that direction too, but yeah, this is a yeah. It's not show, like so it's not like Star. Too. It's not like Star Wars. Like we're not going to have no, no. Planets where there are I, other. I, well, I think you know, intelligent life could exist. One hundred percent, I agree. On sure, that. Uh, but I think uh, within our reaches, it's probably more likely that it's like bug, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is cool in its own right, but not as fun. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for your questions, and thank you for the weird ones. We appreciate the weird <laughs> ones. Uh, I'm partial to those. It's a little more fun. Thank you, guys. Of course, you can skip the line by joining subtext. That is in the episode description. We're going to take one last breather. When we come back, though, we've got to talk about this weekend series in Miami.
Back now on Locked On Yankees. Don't forget, series starts tonight in Miami. You can catch that on Sirius XM. It's a 640 game, as a matter of fact. So you don't have to stay up as late as you were this week because of the 8 o'clock games. Mm-hmm. Stacey, we've got to talk about this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday matchups. I'm going to go ahead and say, I think these are the best pitching matchups of the season for the Yankees. Yeah, I would agree with that. It looks like, pretty uh, interesting. Yeah, these are, these are going to be some pretty darn good pitching matchups. Uh, Yankees have not named a starter for Friday. It looks like it's going to be Randy Vasquez. Um, mm. By the way, side note, Davey Garcia was claimed off waivers. If you didn't see that, he was claimed off waivers by the White Sox. So, adios. Uh, Jesus Lazardo takes the ball on Friday. Uh, they optioned Nick Ramirez. So, again, it's probably going to be Vasquez. He hasn't pitched since August 2nd. So, as of this recording, we don't know if he's starting, but all signs point to that. We're usually right. You're usually right about that stuff, though, like when certain <laughs> things happen. So I, I think that's probably what they're going to do. Yeah, it seems like the most light, logical explanation. Otherwise, he would have pitched already this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's well overdue. He's had <laughs> at, the, at the time of this recording, eight days off. So, yeah, that, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jesus Lazardo's having a nice year. He's pretty much the leader of that staff at this point. Um the young core ain't so young anymore for Miami, and they're starting to flourish. It's, it's very exciting. Uh, Sandy Alcantara has obviously not been uh, the same as he was last year, but is still primed to be a serious pitcher in this league, um, and especially against a struggling offense. You know how that goes. Um, mm. Nestor Cortez takes the ball again on Saturday. That's a good pitching matchup again of essentially number twos because Cortez is kind of like a three right now because of how Clark's been pitching. But yeah. Uh, Nonetheless, I mean, pretty encouraged how Nestor pitched his last time out, right, Stace? Yes. Um, You know, like we said before he pitched, you know, we knew about the pitch limit. We were just hoping that, you know, in the performance he would do well, and he did. I mean, he looked great in those, what was it, four four innings? Is that what he lasted? Yeah, four innings, like eight Ks, right? Yeah. And eight strikeouts, yep. Yeah. I'll, yes. I mean, if he wants to bump that up to like five innings and – keep it at eight that that'd be fine <laughs> that'd be great that'd be wonderful mm-hmm. that would be yeah. wonderful uh the sunday finale yuri perez the young 20 year old lanky kid he's six eight big kid big kid. he's been pitching great this year uh he'll take paul against garrett cole i mean that's gonna be you know the sunday game has been really good this season save that one blowout sunday game was that in colorado yeah. um but the sunday game has weirdly enough been uh, one of the better games <laughs> pretty much all season uh yeah but yeah i mean this is gonna be this is gonna be a great one this is like the the grizzled veteran versus the up-and-coming kid like i i love this storyline this is gonna be so fun on sunday now one quick question about perez and like all the people who were do you think it's better for hitters now that so many guys are coming out that are six eight six seven six nine and long and lanky because they're getting more used to that type of pitcher because it used to be kind of a novelty when a guy was really tall and you know with all the deception of their arm and all this other stuff like do you think that now that for some reason pitchers are being bred out of these six foot eight dudes that probably should be playing basketball like do you think it makes it easier for the hitters with more of them around man we could dedicate a lot i have a lot of (laughs) thoughts on this stacy um (laughs) Let me say this as a short king myself. (laughs) I'll start there. Five foot nine, five foot eight, actually. I think there's too much stock put into height when it comes to pitching. Mm -hmm. Height doesn't measure heart, as a great starter in Chicago says. Uh, Strowman, who's also our height. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. But I I think that uh guys get overlooked because of their height on the mound. Mm. And I don't think I think that's maybe the one backwards thing in baseball scouting. Meaning because like if some, they're too short or too if they're too or, tall. or what they deem not tall enough as in okay. over 62. Right. That they can't pitch or they don't trust them because their body's not growing in the right whatever yada yada yada. Uh, there are plenty of examples of young, short guys who have been able to pitch well. Mm -hmm. That's where I'll get at. Um, <laughs> I believe in the short kings out there. So if you're a, <laughs> a short pitcher out there, I believe in you. Um, <laughs> that's what I'll say about that. But yeah, it's going to be a good one this weekend. I'm excited to see Giancarlo return to Miami. So that's going to be fun uh, and pretty much have no one he remembers there. Right. <laughs> team yeah. has changed drastically since he was last there. Yeah. Uh, so it's gonna be exciting, man. I, I I hope he has the uh the return jitters and like that that turns into a big series for him. That'd be nice. That'd, That'd be, be nice. Great. Mm -hmm. That'd be wonderful. That'd be wonderful. <laughs> Yankees win two of three stays. Oh <laughs> no. Ah, oh, that's because they sweep. All right, that's how we're going to end the show here today. <laughs> we ended yesterday's show on a negative note. We're going to end it on a high note today. Okay. That's how we get you to the weekend. Don't forget again tonight, Sirius XM to listen to the Yankees game. John and Susan, that's baseball. Coming up on Monday show, Miners Monday. You guys already know. Every day is already know. We'll be talking about the top performers throughout the week from the Yankees minor league system. That's going to do it for today. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gatsoulias. We will see you on Monday. <laughs>